Buff Nation! Let's go! We're back in Denver. You're back in Denver. Dude, it feels like it's been so long since I sat in this chair. It really this, is has like, this been chair there. is like my second home. It's been over like it's a week and a half almost. Right, like ten whole days. Yeah. Since I sat here last. That's weird. Well, welcome back, man. Feels good. Also, uh no there's no Bronco show today because of training camp. We're going Tuesday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh kind of nice after like a long time away to like have like a little transition period this right. morning. Before you're back into three pods a day mode. Yes, exactly. Like a one pod day. Wow. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> I'm happy for you, man. Uh, what's up, guys? DMVR Bus Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Uh, hope you all have been enjoying all the content we've been throwing out. We've got more coming. Yeah, we have plenty more coming. Yeah. Um, we'll show something today, segment two. We'll talk to Jonathan Smith. Make sure uh, Clint and Connor are here. Well, they have another video to watch from <laughs> yesterday, too. With That's Tom. true. Oladapo and uh, Anthony Gould. So hopefully you guys are enjoying those. We did get a, we finally got a roster update, Ryan. Finally. Is this something you've been waiting on? Yes. First time since the spring game it's been updated. Refresh. Well, every day. Every time we get a commitment, I kind of go back just to see what's up and, or I'll search their name and hope I have a roster page to kind of go off of. Okay. And that's what happened yesterday because we got the commitment of Brandon Miller. Not that Brandon Miller. Yeah, I was going to say. Local kid Brandon Miller. Basketball team's going off. (laughs) Yeah. He played football at Dakota Ridge. Okay. Was a 2023, um, I guess, recruit. Got a preferred walk-on offer. He played safety at Dakota Ridge. He also played a little bit of offense. This dude can fly, though, and hit. Um, We'll maybe have to watch his huddle some point soon. But he's one of four new players that I noticed on the roster. Okay. Take us through it. Evan Kistler. I think so. This one maybe, but I tried Googling his name. I didn't see anything to do with CU. Okay. Um, from St. Bonaventure High School in Ventura, California. He's classified as a Powerhouse. senior. Is it really? Mm hmm. Uh, classified as a senior. I don't know where he's from before, though, but 6'6, 295 offensive tackle. Okay. Uh, I already mentioned Brandon Miller. He's coming in as a freshman out of Dakota Ridge. Walk on? Uh, yes. Well, let me get through these, and then I'll kind of present my theory real quick. Okay. Um, We got another wide receiver, Antonio Posadas, 6'5", 210, from Carmel High School in Carmel, California. He's a freshman. 6'5". Yeah. Damn. Uh, Bo Simmons LaPena, 6'1", 225, linebacker from Adams City High School in Commerce City. Um, He played both ways as well. Running back and linebacker. He's listed at linebacker on the roster. Then Kendall Stewart, freshman wide receiver out of Richmond, Texas. Played at Foster High School. He's listed at 5'10", 165. So he's probably got wheels. Okay. But my Speaking of wheels, yeah. really quick. Well, I'll let you do your theory, and then we'll so, talk about wheels. I mean, we don't really know what's going on with the scholarships at this point. I think they're just competing through camp for these last few scholarships, all these guys on the roster. Charlie's in there, like uh, Israel Solomon, these five guys who are new. You mean the best in terms of win. the scholies? Yeah, the ones that are left. I like it. And then the other the best guys man stay as walk-ons. That's, uh, that's how it works a lot of times. You know, it's, hey, look, we've got this many scholarships. There are this many walk-ons. That means that many of you guys have a chance to, uh, to get this scholarship. Right. I love that. Um, speaking of speed. Mm-hmm. We had that little mini update 
uh, a guy that a lot of people ask, where's this guy, where's this guy, where's this guy? Jalen Ellis is coming still. Yes, and Brendan Gantz on the roster, too. Yeah, there we go. Um, a couple more things on this. Champion Johnson, looks like he's gone. Victor Johnson's older brother came in as a preferred walk-on from Cal, playing like tight end, H-back type stuff. Not listed. Kind of weird, right? Yeah, little. Would love to know just kind of what happened. Um, and then... Also, this is just something I noticed. I may be looking a little bit too into it, but they still have the numbers, the players that have earned their numbers on the top of the roster. Mm -hmm. Chance Main has 90, which I'm pretty sure is what he wore last year. I don't know if this is just him, like, a, you know, rolled over from last year's roster. Right, like they just had that information in right. the office where they make the roster. Exactly. And they're like, eh, yeah, we'll just put it in. Right. But it's still only the, what is it, 10, 11 players from the spring who earned their numbers, and then him. Interesting. Well, we'll pay attention. We will. Um, Chance Main is getting a lot of love, man. He is. People really like him. Yeah. Like the new guys, the old guys, the coaching staff, the SIDs. Like Chance Main is a liked man. What happened last year? I don't know. I mean, you could ask that question in a lot of. That's <laughs> true. In a lot of context. Just makes you wonder a bit, though. Yep. It does. Um, but everyone's on here now. Javon Antonio, uh, Jack Bailey, Zach Blackwood, um, all the young guys, all the other walk-ons we've talked about, Andy Etok, um, everyone, I think. Javon Antonio, another one. He popped up in, I think, the most recent. What was that? Was that? I don't know. It's so hard to remember where I saw something. It might have been um, Neely, <clears throat> uh, the pregame show, just throwing up crazy weight on the bench. Mm-hmm. And this one, remember when Coach Prime came in and, and he said, you know, we're going to have the best players, we're going to have the best coaching staff, and then he said, we're going to have the best scouts. Yes. I don't think I've ever heard a college coach talk about scouting in that way. Yep. Um, and he talks about it quite a bit. Javon Antonio might just end up being the poster child for the scouting staff. For sure. This is a guy, if you remember, Jake, which of course you do, we talked so much about them targeting a big wide receiver. Oh, yep. they need a big guy. They need a big guy. Is it going to be Shane Hooks? Is it going to be this guy? Is it going to be that guy? And they just kept striking out for whatever reason. Guys were going to bigger, you know, I guess like SEC conference type of mm -hmm. guys. And finally, out of nowhere, comes Javon Antonio. And he's already made a huge impression. He's a beast. And... He seems to factor in to be, like, potentially a starter. Yeah. Like, number one X receiver. Yeah. Now, Xavier Weaver's going to have probably something to say about that. But all of these guys are going to get a lot, of, a lot of time out there. And you can put them both out there at the same time. Like, it's not as simple as just, like, you have your X, your Y, and your Z. Um, you're going to mess around with this a lot. You might want to go big down, you know, inside the red zone. You could put them both out there. Javon Antonio is tip of the cap, I think, to the scouting staff. We'll see when, when the lights come on, but he sure seems like he was a hell of a find. Yeah, I mean, when I talked to uh, Corey at the Bus for Life and an IL event a few months ago, he mentioned Coach Dardenbox and his scouting and how he's so thankful that Coach Prime let him hire him and that he's been one of the main uh, contributors to you know scouting all these players. I mean, they went in the portal and attacked it very aggressively. 
And they brought out, I don't know what we're at now, 60-some players. But someone has to watch all those players, plus however many more there are just in the field, yep. and narrow it down. So, yeah, it's really an amazing job. Uh, but Javon Antonio was also named by Shador when he was in the uh, Pac-12 press conference mm -hmm. at Media Day, mm -hmm. along with Xavier Weaver. So you're spot on. He's going to be... You know, we talk about starters on this team a lot. I honestly don't think it really matters for a lot of positions, wide receiver being one of them. Like safety, it doesn't matter. They have so many. I got to stop doing this, but I was on the, uh, the message boards last night. This always happens to me when I get into like a really deep CU groove. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we were at media day and I was so excited about that. And I'm like checking the YouTube numbers every 20 minutes to yeah. see how, how many more views we've gotten. And I'm just like super dialed in. So then I'm just like, I need more. So I end up going to the message boards. Shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, because there's still so much talk about depth about how this team doesn't have depth. I think that's a it's a false narrative. It absolutely is. I think this team absolutely has depth. And I read that and it's like one of those things you're just used to it. We've never had depth for the last, you know, 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." And then I'm like, "Wait a minute. Yes they do." I'm like just go position by position. Damn near everywhere but quarterback. They have depth, real depth, not just like, oh, yeah, there's a guy that we've heard of there. Right. It's like, no, there's a guy that can play if you need him to there. For sure. And even tight end, who when I put out my uh, like positional power rankings article last week, I had that as the bottom position. But it's not because of lack of talent. It's like just most questions, like who's going to be the starter? You which have, one? Uh, what, what do you mean? Which tight one? end? Is that tight what you end, said? Yeah. Because you have guys, you know. Yeah, that probably lacks depth. You have two three-stars from last year. You mm -hmm. brought in Yelverton. Mm -hmm. You've brought in a handful of walk-ons, too. Louis Passarello all of a sudden emerges out of nowhere as the starter. Like, I think it's solid depth. There's just not a clear-cut guy yeah. at that position. I guess, in my opinion, if you don't have a guy yet, I don't know if you can have depth yet. You That's know what true. I mean? That's true. Like, if you look at wide receiver... We know who the guys are. Yep. And then you look at the guys behind them, and you're like, oh, those guys can play too. That's depth. A tight end is probably the one where I'm just like, eh, I don't even know if they have one guy yet, let alone three. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, let's get to this interview from Jonathan Smith. But first, a word from our friends over at Shady Rays. Being back in the Colorado heat is much better than the Vegas heat. I'll just say that. Man, we're built different now. Like, yeah. I think it's supposed to be 98 today. I'm like, Psh, I know. Easy. Honestly. Uh, no matter where you are, though, you could take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Extremely durable uh, frames, polarized optics as well for all your outdoor adventures. If you don't like your pair, even if you break your pair, Shady Rays has you covered and they will replace with a brand new one, no questions asked. You can shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall. Connor, just in time. What's up? Um, <laughs> if you don't love your Shady Rays exchange for a new pair, I already said that within 30 days. Text your boy Clint. <laughs> yeah, let him know. Or it's just you twice. We don't know yet. <laughs> ShadyRays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And then Shador's number two barbecue, mm. America's favorite barbecue yes, sauce. America's sauce. Or maybe <laughs> at least the Pac-12's favorite. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely the Pac-12's favorite. Um, 
Louise just asked, have we heard from Shador if he saw the taste testing? I'm just guessing yes. <laughs> he like already knew about it when we told him about it. Yeah. I don't even know how. Uh, they, I guess the streets are talking out streets there. Streets are Vegas. always talking. <laughs> streets are always listening, too. Um, I've had a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people in the YouTube comments asking where they can get this stuff. Go to plbse.com. When you're there, use the code ALLCITY at checkout. All caps, all one word. You'll get 10% off your order. Shador's number two. Um, <laughs> you're just in time, man. All right. You also have a... a By the way. Go ahead. Um, so one of our great Broncos listeners yeah. a while back sent me this like amazing mac and cheese. And it comes in like all different flavors. And the one I had last night was barbecue mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Threw a little Shador's on there and made it even better. Dude, underrated combo, barbecue sauce and mac and cheese. Yes, absolutely. Which is funny because people hate so heavily on the ketchup and mac and cheese thing. Yeah, that's And weird. barbecue sauce is a very close relative of ketchup. It's close, but it's... It is different. I can't. And I wouldn't yeah. put the ketchup on the mac and cheese. Um, I did when I was a kid because you would do the craft mac and cheese with sliced up hot dogs. Right, did you ever do that? Right, of course. And a little ketchup in there, you know, does the trick. But not anymore. That being said, barbecue hot sauce, or sorry, barbecue mac and cheese with barbecue sauce on it. That was fire. Yep. Maybe have some brisket in there too. Oh, oh man. Nice. Now we're talking. Whew. I didn't get the brisket fried rice from Circa. Dude, you messed up. I, did, we, I felt like this happens to me every time I go to Vegas. So I feel like you just land in Vegas and then you turn on a switch and then you just never stop until you leave. <laughs> Literally. Though. And like, I don't remember a time where I was like, hmm, what should I do right now? Maybe I should go get some food. Right. right. We had a quick trip. Yeah, it's just bang, bang, bang. All right, Alyssa, we ready? Let's get this Jonathan Smith interview. Okay, no worries. Um, we have a dead mouse in the house. But uh, if you guys didn't see uh, the video from yesterday with Katana Oladapo and Anthony Gould, both of them had some great things to say. But when Anthony Gould was kind of talking about, you know, how they've come up from being a 2-10 and program mm -hmm. to where they're at now... Um, I feel good about, really good about the direction of this team. Yeah. A, a, an interesting thing that both guys said is it has to be player led. And it's an interesting comparison to draw with the Buffs because the Buffs are very, like, very clearly led by Coach Prime. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no one is making the case that, like, the leaders on this team are the loudest voices. <laughs> but. There are some great leaders on this team who have loud voices. And right now, it's almost all player-led. Yeah. Everything that's going on. And, you know, you hear Travis talking about the team bonding that's going on behind the scenes and how they like to talk all day, every day. I loved hearing that. Yep. Um, and, you know, it, it even to me comes down to, like, Travis talking about – or uh, actually, it was uh, Cam on set with us talking about how, like, yeah, we don't really go on campus. Like, we just stay together. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know – their little home away from home because they're with all the guys all the time. That stuff is what makes like a player led program, even though this is clearly coach prime's program. Um, but I loved what those guys had to say is like, it's all about the players. It's all about us and holding each other accountable. Right. And then the video from yesterday uh, from Neely, the pregame show where like the running backs are literally just going through. It looks like, They've like been in this program for years and mm -hmm. just already know what's going on. Um, of course, it was only a few snippets of stuff, but they're just running through whole sets of practice, bag drills, pass pro drills, footwork, all that stuff without even Coach Harrell being there. 
Totally. It's awesome. Love it. You're good? All right, here we go. Jonathan Smith from uh, Oregon State. We're good. Joining us now, Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith. Coach, I'm curious because, you know, you've been at Oregon State for quite a while now, yeah. and you guys have really ascended as a program. I'm curious what your, uh, I guess, secret is in uh, getting the program turned around like that. Yeah, I don't know if there's a ton of secrets. It's a ton of work. Uh, and I think there's a consistency to your approach. Of, that's what we tried to do uh, from year one to now going into year six, just being pretty consistent with our approach, diving into our players, developing, trying to establish an identity kind of on each side of the ball and then knowing how to recruit to that identity and had some success there. And, yeah, last year, you know, got better. Now, of course, we're headed to our new season where it's all new, no guarantees of anything, and we know the type of work it's going to take to compete in this league, especially coming coming in this year with all the talent coming back. I'm curious what you think about the level of quarterback in the conference this year, just across the board. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, a lot of talent, the, the returning experience, um, really from top to bottom throughout this league. I mean, a lot of good quarterbacks, and it wouldn't, that, that leads me to be thinking high-quality quarterback play turns into scoring a lot of points, and so we're going to be able to match that um, scoring ourselves to be able to keep pace. I mean, last year you guys obviously struggled a bit in that department. Now you've got DJ at quarterback. What is he bringing to the table for you guys this season? Yeah, I liked his approach since he's, since he's gotten here in January, diving in, learning the system, you know, meeting his teammates and being a, a great teammate that way, low ego. Did a lot of good things in the spring, learning curve for sure, new system and all that. And now he's working really hard this summer along with other guys um, to, to give him the self to, to play his best come, come August. If you were going to give a coach advice on turning around a program and you said, all right, you know, point A is here, what is that first step? What is the first right. thing that you got to do? Yeah, that, uh, well, you got to evaluate and find out exactly what you currently got and then, you know, where are some holes and, and things. In this day and age, you can fix those yeah. in, in a hurry. Um, and so identifying and really knowing what you currently got as quickly you can get that done, then you know how to proceed moving forward. Um, just coach, we're based out of Colorado. We cover the buffs. Coach yeah. Prime, obviously a massive roster makeover. I'm curious what you thought of the process that unfolded this offseason. Well, I think there's a ton of energy there. I, I give the guy credit the previous years when he was head coach and before. I mean, he had a lot of success. So he got a proven recipe of how he wants to do it. And he's he's doing taking that approach to, to Colorado. He's definitely got the attention and energy of recruits which is a, a total positive, and, and that's, that's a great place. Now, there's a home field advantage. You go over there, that's a tough, wholesome, tough place to play, and now with that added energy that Coach Prime, his staff, that's uh, going to be a – I can see them doing really well. Do you think that there are going to be big changes coming to the transfer portal? Do you think that it's too wild, wild west right, right now? You know, I think there's always, there always going to be looking at it, uh, finding ways to – to improve it, make it more transparent, um, those kind of things. I do think there's some positives to to the portal. You know, environments change, opportunities change for players. They should have the option to be able to, you know, get a, a fresh start somewhere else. You guys have used the portal, obviously. I mean, everyone is at this point. Yeah. But not as much as some other schools, it seems. So what are the challenges in trying to build a team that way, you know, not relying on the portal as much? Right. Well, I think it starts with you go in the portal, but you got to have some departure to – go into the portal and we just haven't had as much departure maybe as some others and so we haven't been as active we've definitely been in it uh identifying again back to some needs or some uh, 
specific help we could use at a spot or two, and we've done that. Um, but it, it starts with, if you're in the portal, you had to have some departure, and we just haven't had a ton. What's uh, the, the key to winning the conference this year, in your opinion? Right. I think, again, I go back to this scoring thing. Um, I do think defense is always a huge part of, of winning games. And so keeping the scoring to a level where you can, uh, you know, consistently week in and week out, count on a defense to keep the game around the ballpark but score enough to, to win the conference. Is this a year where you think maybe top to bottom the conference is as good as you've seen? I think it is. I, and I've been in this league for a while now. Uh, top to bottom, everybody's got a good opportunity with what they're returning. Again, you add this transfer portal piece to, to upgrade your roster in a hurry. Um, I think this thing is going to be uh, really competitive this year in high-quality football. Damian Martinez voted first-team All-Pac-12. Uh, he obviously had a great freshman season. Yeah. What, what do you think makes him so special on and off the field? Yeah, he, he's a natural running back. You know, it's not all just how fast you run. I mean, his patience and vision. I do think he's got some good things in front of him. That O-line tight end group do a good job establishing things. Um, and so now going into year two for him, you know, keeping that natural skill set, but adding, and he's done his uh to his understanding, staying in on third down, pass protection, catching the ball out of the backfield, doing more and more of that. And he's got some buddies in that running back room that I think help him because he doesn't have to carry the load 35 carries a game. He can stay fresh, hopefully, for 13, 13 weeks. That's all I got. Um, I'm, I mean, you guys have a lot of talented defensive backs. Travis Hunter, of course, at Colorado. What do you see when you watch the film of him? Yeah, there's good, you know, good talent, good player. I mean, I go back at this quarterback thing. There's some skill on the defensive side. Don't get me wrong. And, and Travis being one of those, you know, because you do, you got to be able to cover people with this quarterback slash the talent on the outside. That's why I go back to how competitive this league's going to be. Thanks a lot, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Awesome. Appreciate yeah. it. Man. Appreciate Thanks, the time. <laughs> That was pretty good. I didn't feel like he looked sunburned when I didn't think when so. We either. saw him in person, <laughs> but maybe the camera did him dirty. I think so. Uh, what was your main takeaway from that, though? Um, <clears throat> you know, I wasn't trying to necessarily set him up for this, but I loved when I asked him, "What's the first step to a rebuild?" He said, "You have to evaluate what you have, and in today's day and age, you can find your holes and then go out and fill them." That's 100% exactly what Coach Prime did. Yep. Um, and I don't, I don't even think, like, I don't know. <clears throat> we had a lot of, you know, interesting interactions when it came to asking people about the buffs throughout the weekend. But to me, that one wasn't, like, an intentional, like, oh, I'm giving credit to Coach Prime or anything. It was just his honest answer, and it happened to line up exactly with the way, you know, the buffs have done it. Right. I just thought this guy is very confident. I think he's... Uh, you know, got great conviction in terms of what he sees. It, like you said, kind of like Coach Prime, like he sees a vision for his program and he's going to do it his way. You know, you, we talk a lot about the transfer portal, of course, and Colorado use it heavily and he hasn't had to, to his point, what he said, but he's been doing it his way. And it's really kind of admirable in this era where it's really transfer portal heavy and they just haven't really had to use it that much. They have a big one this year in DJ, but... Uh, they haven't been, you know, flipping 10 or more guys every offseason. Jake, we talked to every coach in the Pac-12 except Kenny Dillingham and Jed, Jed Fish. Fish, of course, because we had one table for all of all cities. So we made sure that um, those, you know, PHNX and um, PHNX Sun Devils and Wildcats got to talk to their respective head coaches. 
in my one of my biggest takeaways is I truly, truly do not understand how anyone could play for them over Coach Prime. That's that's a fair point too, though. Um, you know, I think I said it after we talked to him. Like Kalen DeBoer had like a this like warming present presence yeah. that I enjoyed, but like. <laughs> If Coach Prime is recruiting you and you're coming down to like, okay, do I play for Coach Prime, Jonathan Smith, Dan <laughs> Lanning, Link or Lincoln Riley, right, or Kalen DeBoer, how could you possibly land on anyone else? I don't know. Um, speaking of that, there is a recruit out there, I think it was before we went, that's deciding between Washington, Colorado, and UCLA, I think. Chip Kelly, too. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't know how you could possibly choose one of them. Obviously, it's not all about the coach. Right. But also, Boulder has the best campus in the Pac-12. Yeah. Best weather. Arguably. Yeah. Arguably. It's uh, that, That's crazy to me. I don't know how it happens. It is wild. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that one. We got a few more coming throughout the week. Um, let's talk about the commissioner in the conference, though, because we haven't really talked about it since uh, Friday. We didn't get very many answers at all, but he was on our show. We go live on YouTube. We had a ton of people watching. Do you think that that experience for him is was maybe kind of, I don't know, a way for him to feel out the internet space in terms of streaming for games and stuff like that? That's, I think that's reading too much into it. You think so? Um, you know, <clears throat> I am very high on the, the impact that we made at, at Pac-12 Media Days. Like, this just happens when we're in these types of settings, but, like, the style of content that we create really turns heads. Yeah. Um, people are constantly looking over, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're seeing us go and, like, play mini golf with the guys and right. that, while they're, like, you know, setting up their radio signal or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that, that it, it quite reached the commissioner. I think he just went down the line and answered the question as they came. Now... He was clearly aware of who we were and what we did yeah. because he brought Merton Hanks on the show yeah. because he was like, oh, they're going to want to talk about Coach Prime. They're going to probably want to talk about football a little bit. Let me bring him on because he, he knows ball. Um, that being said, I don't think he was like, oh, let's you know dip our toe into the, um, into the Internet sphere, although it may be the first like fully digital sit-down interview he's ever done. Honestly, though, I, I wouldn't know, but it could be. Um, <laughs> are you encouraged at all about what you heard from him this weekend? No, I'm discouraged, highly discouraged. What did you think when he was on the show? Like of that interview? I thought uh, he seemed like a man with nowhere to go. Didn't yeah. have any answers. Didn't have any good news. He reminded me of like the kid that shows up to take a final that didn't know that there was a final and he hasn't <laughs> studied at all. And, and, and that's unfair, too, because I'm sure he's working really right, hard to I'm get sure. this shit done. Um, but I spent a lot. I obviously have spent many years covering the Broncos. And for years, Joe Ellis, actually, it's, the, it's this week, the media barbecue. Mm -hmm. They would send out John Elway, the GM. They'd send out Joe Ellis, the president of the team who was acting owner. 
and year after year after year after year, he was asked, hey, do you guys have a deal for the stadium naming rights yet? Because remember, right. it was Invesco, then it was Sports Authority, and Sports Authority went bankrupt. Went bankrupt. Yeah. So then it just became Broncos Bronco Stadium, Stadium at Mile at High. Mile high. Yep. And every year he was asked, hey, do you guys have that yet? And I think it was like five straight years, and he would just be like, Oh, we've got some stuff coming down the pipe. We'll see if anything comes to fruition. And I was like, oh, this is the same thing. I feel bad for him because I don't necessarily think it's his fault. Right. He was dealt a shitty hand, no Vegas pun, um, when he took over the conference from the buffoon who was before him. And I just, I don't know. I I, I just felt like he was a guy with no answers. He doesn't know what to say. He knows he has to speak because it's Pac-12 media day. And he's just like, all right, well, throw me out to the wolves. I have no good news on anything. Well, then that's a failure on everyone else around him then. Or whoever's actually negotiating this deal and trying to set this conference up for, you know, the next stage of realignment in the future. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting the way uh, this is all rolled out because it's it was literally just like it is every other day where the commissioner says nothing. All it is is sources going back and forth. Mm-hmm. We literally gain nothing from it. And the season is, I think we're, what, 40 days away now? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, like I said, I don't think it's a, for a lack of effort on his part. Right. Maybe there's been some opportunities to pull the trigger that he didn't do because he thought it was too bad of a deal. <clears throat> I just think he's got nothing. He's got mm-hmm. nothing to turn to. And uh, that must suck. Um, I'll talk about Rick George real quick. I mean, I knew he was there, and I was told he was just talking playoff stuff. So it wasn't... Where's this rumor coming from? You got, you guys. How do you guys hear all these rumors? <laughs> well... I mean, I I don't know. Two if he, different people said any truth. Uh, talked about it. any truth to the rumor that he stormed out or whatever. I did hear that he was like quickly in and out, but I mean, CU was quickly in and out too. Right, and and he wasn't necessarily there for media day right. in the same way that everyone else was. Yeah, he was there for the playoff committee. Yep. Maybe there was a hot craps table outside the uh, room. Who knows? Maybe that's where Bucky ended up, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was interesting here. Are Travis and Shador old enough to gamble? No. I didn't think Shador, so either. Shador, maybe. There's no way Travis is. I didn't think so either. Um, but they were like joking with him about it, and he was like, I think gambling Shador's is 21. crazy. Yeah, Shador's 21. And it's just funny because you would think that, like, uh, what are we saying, 20? Is he 20, Travis? Uh, yes. You think that, like, a 20-year-old who has more, a lot more money than the <laughs> average 20-year-old would be like, hell yeah, let's throw some of this down. Right. He was like, nah, even if he could, he didn't want to. Travis is just so about ball. I love it, man. I saw Marcus Smart uh, on a craps table. Really? He was like 18. (laughs) 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 CU played played in Vegas against Oklahoma State in just like a one-off thing. And later that night, I was like, that's Marcus Smart. He is (laughs) definitely not 21. Damn. Crazy. Travis was on destroying, though. You didn't see it, right? No. I, I, you know... It re- keeps recommending me our videos after I finish a well-off <laughs> right. video, which is sick. Some other people have commented saying they found us in that way. Um, so hopefully we stay in that algorithm. But I didn't. I don't know how that didn't pop up. Like, you might want to watch this. Yeah. Um, it was just his, like, one-on-ones tour. Travis came towards the end. Uh, wherever they had that, when you watch that, what the hell are we doing? Why are guys so close to the field? Literally, like, r- surrounding it. They're, these gates are right off of, like, the out-of-bounds lines, basically. 
players are just running into them, crashing into them. Like, huh? I, it was crazy to me to see that. That is interesting. Kids with cameras just sitting right on the white in the this? end zone. I can't remember where it was. Um, it's at some high school, I think. Okay. Uh, you'll have to let me know when you watch it. And then uh, last thing I got, I sent you a tweet, Alyssa. Uh, Buster Life had an NIL event on Saturday. There was the Darian Hagen um, Memorial Basketball Tournament in honor of his son. Yep. All the other buffs who have fallen uh, to suicide. Um, they did a great job bringing a lot of people in, a lot of awareness to the, to the cause. Phil showed up. Love it. And he's hanging out. Look at how engaged Kyrie Manns and Chaz Wallace are listening to Phil talk. That's great, man. That is an all-time great buff. Yes. Truly. And I mean that in every sense of the word. Not just a great player, uh, but an absolute heart of gold, literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> just loved Colorado, loved playing here, took so much pride in putting that Colorado across his chest when he lined up out there uh, and was an incredible leader for the best team we've had in a long time. Um, so they should uh, be listening closely when, when they talk with Phil Lindsay, a guy who, you know, is a pro bowler in the NFL, uh, the record for uh, rushing yards by an undrafted rookie. Like, mm -hmm. that's a stud. Um, and a guy who is absolutely embodies the word dog. Do you know that he, when he was in high school, um, tore his ACL in the first quarter of a game, kept playing, ran for 156 yards and like three touchdowns in the first half, and then in the locker room was like, I think my knee kind of hurts, <laughs> and then got an MRI the next day, and he had a torn ACL. That guy embodies the word dog. Yes. I mean, just the way he runs, uh, obviously his size and just having to overcome that. I mean, special guy, man, yep. on and off the field. And that's a guy who was, you know, not necessarily a heralded recruit coming out of Denver South High School, which isn't necessarily a hotbed. And CU could have easily taken him, taken that scholarship away when he tore his ACL as a senior, but they stuck yeah. with him. Uh, and I think he uh, repaid them for that in spades. For sure. Everyone's saying that's how, how always how destroying does it. They were really close in this Denver one, though. I'm just saying, like, if I was any type of, like, high school recruit, like, maybe had any college potential and I saw where those people are sitting in the gates, I ain't doing it. Mm. I got to see this. I, I don't really understand. I got to I gotta uh, take a get look. the visual. Uh, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery, our beer of the month here at the DMVR bar. It is Palisade Peach. You can get one for $6. I believe we have it on draft as well. We got tons of others on draft. The Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City, Broncos Country Pale Ale. I believe we still have the Mountain Beach Sour, my favorite. If you can't make it to the DMVR bar for our... Are we still doing Women's World Cup watch parties? Oh, yeah. Forward? Okay. 7 o'clock Wednesday, I believe. All right, sweet. Um, if you can't make it to that, head on over to the Breckenridge Farmhouse in Littleton from 4 to 9.30. They're giving away um, merch. They're going to have a bunch of games, three big screens going on. Of course, all those Breckenridge Brewery beers will be there. I don't even know if we talked about this. $1 wings here at the DNVR oh, bar yeah. for the entire month of July. Let's go, man. Uh, so come hang out here or at the Breck Farmhouse. And if you are looking for a Breck brew near you, go to breckbrew.com and use their beer locator. And then shout out to Bacchus and Shanker, helping Colorado families win for more than 25 years. 
They've won over $1 billion for their clients. No fees to speak with them about your case while they work on your case or until they win your case and win money for you. You can check them out in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They got more than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff. And they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, and trucks. Smash that Shador line, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. That reminds me, my favorite moment from our uh, show on Friday at the Pac-12 Media Day Right when Shador sits down and the chat just goes crazy with two. Oh, QB1, I didn't see that. I got to go two, watch two, the live, it's the live sick. chat. Yeah. That's amazing. So Chat's amazing. Yeah. Help us get to 200 likes today. Let's do it. Um, couple things. I'll just hit this now since we were talking about two. Um, someone said, uh, how did you guys feel about showing up in uh, Shador's vlog? <laughs> um, if I look shook, it's because I was because... I didn't know they were talking to me. One, <laughs> two. It was like what seven forty-five a.m. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we were in Vegas, so that's that's basically like four forty-five a.m. Right. If you ask me. Um, and I was like halfway through my coffee, so I was like, "What?" <laughs> and that's what I looked like. I looked shook. Yeah. Um, that was fun. That was the only time I think we saw Bucky, though. I was gonna say. Also, I didn't know. I also didn't know. Um, that Darius wasn't there. Right. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. He didn't come with you guys. I know. Uh, let's find out where Darius was. I mean, we would have had so much fun if he was out there, if Neely were out there. I know, man. I know. They need to make the, that a two-day event. For real. That was a long day. It was. I mean, we literally had inter our first interview at 8 a.m. and our last interview at 4 p.m. Yeah. With a one-hour lunch in between. Right. Yeah, it was nonstop. I would looked at my phone after. I was honestly surprised at how many steps I walked. That oh, day. yeah. We were it was cruising. Crazy. We were cruising. Um, so, yeah, make that a two-day event. Get the whole squad out there next year. Or, yep. or hey, if it's at Big 12 Media Days, it is a two-day event. So, yep. there you go. Jerry World. All right. What do you guys want to talk about? Oh, I've got one more thing. Did you watch the... Well, at the very top, uh, I think it was Jamel who said, I didn't like the way that the the guys were treated at the Pac-12 photo shoot. Did you notice anything weird about that? Uh, they were kind of just, I don't know. They were like off to the side. I don't think very many people were trying to help them. And it's fucking Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter. Why are they not more in the middle? Why are they on the very we're side? We're talking about the picture of yeah. everyone. Okay, I was like, yeah. I watched that part, but I was responding to a text message during that part so i didn't catch it yeah um i don't know it's a fair point why is cal in more centered in the <laughs> picture than shador and travis hunter who knows who knows um there was this weird energy towards the buffs glad you brought this up i agree it and i don't know how to explain it i don't some of it might have been disrespect some of it is almost like these guys are like more famous, right. a lot more famous. Right. I mean, we did the graphic. You know, Shador has a million followers. Um, Travis has 600,000 followers on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure n uh, no one else is even close to the triple digit thousands. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, Caleb, the Heisman winner. Yeah. So I think there was a little like almost like, I don't know, like starstruckness, but it's not that. It's more like, Oh, like we're not really together. Right. 
Like they kind of felt like they were made to be outcasts, I mm-hmm. feel like almost. And that's honestly what this team has felt like since Coach Prime was hired. Yeah, so I've been even Shador, when we told him about the barbecue sauce, he was like, Oh yeah, they they liked it until they heard it was mine. Yeah. Right? Yep. There we gotta come up with like a moniker. There's a moniker for this team about just like it's us versus the world. It really is. Um and I found that just very interesting. And I almost think it was more interesting how Shador specifically, you know, because Travis isn't going to say it even if he does feel it. Shador was a, a little more open about it uh, and and pointed it out, meaning he felt it a lot. Yeah. Well, and then now you- then you had Jalen Conyers on the ASU <laughs> on, on PHNX Sun Devil say like. I wanted to talk to uh, the Colorado guys, but I think they're too famous for me. <laughs> and then he said, uh, Shador's chain is bigger than my hands. Um, I don't know. They're just kids, man. Uh, I think they're really down to earth, and they just are what they are. Mm-hmm. He's Coach Prime's son, and Travis Hunter is Travis Hunter. And they're just a different level of fame, and I, they shouldn't apologize for it. No, they shouldn't. And it goes back to why I said, like, Coach Prime just might be too big for this. Event. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, it was interesting going back and watching that, though, and just, you know, you mentioned something about, uh, did you mention on the show the Jacksonville State thing? Oh, yeah. But uh, when, like, Shador and Travis were in the, um, I have no idea who they were talking to. I think they were doing, like, Pac-12 Network stuff, you know, kind of in the back, just, like, goals for the season, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, they, I don't know. I get that from them. People just talk to them differently, man. And it's weird to see sometimes. And, you know, they got the, Shador got the, your dad. And Travis got the same questions. You pick offense or defense ball. Like, I get why they're so annoyed with it. Mm-hmm. I get it for sure. It's really this team versus everyone. Yeah. And it felt that way there, which is weird. Because it's th- shouldn't it be USC that everyone feels that way about? Right. You know, or or Utah. Yeah, this is the team voted 11th in the preseason poll. But there was intimidation for sure. Yep. And I think that is, I think that is going to create an interesting dynamic on the field. I think there's going to be some chippy games. I think so too. I think it's gonna be, there's going to be a lot of talk. From from other teams towards this team, um, and I think you're gonna see it get chippy out there on the field. I, that was one of my main takeaways. Is like these teams are like Colorado has a target on their back. It's crazy. It is really crazy, um, and I think they're built right to be that team for sure. I think that'll bring them extra motivation. Uh, we'll move on here in a, in a second. I just want to say again, shout out to Coach Kelly because I think he just absolutely nailed his role. I think he was the perfect stand-in for Coach Prime to kind of bring some of that confidence. You know, No one's going to match Coach Prime in that department. But the way Coach Kelly spoke with conviction and confidence about this team, the way he spoke about Shador saying, like, look, man, this guy's super talented and no one really cares to recognize it i don't know i just loved it i loved the whole energy from them all three of them i really did too i think it was really cool i i don't know this for a fact but i assume coach prime empowered uh coach kelly to just like hey go be you Mm -hmm. um don't feel like oh i'm not the head coach so i can't like make 
declarations on behalf of the program. Like when he said, you know, we do what's best for Colorado and we don't apologize for that. Like that is not something that normally a defensive coordinator representing that the team at a media day would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he, he just went out there in himself. And I was thinking about why coach Kelly rather than coach Lewis, coach Lewis already has like head coach buzz. Right. Um, right. He's going to be a head coach again very soon. Yeah. Coach Kelly hasn't gotten that call yet. For sure. And I think Coach Prime thinks he deserves it and was like, hey, why don't you go be the head coach, uh, you know, at media day and represent us so that maybe you get, you get put on the map a little more yep. as a head coach. And then finally just shout out to Cam Ward because he obviously was like the only player out there that kind of – he knows Shador and everything, mm-hmm. but he just got it with – he just gets it. Yeah, for sure. I, I will be uh, rooting for him. Yep. A lot of fans, I think, uh, that are Buffs fans who will also be rooting for Washington State in every game but one this year, I think. Yeah, for sure. They open up against Colorado State, I believe, too. Oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Bury them. What else do we got? Um, what would be... I even got an email on this. <laughs> I don't think we have a media day tomorrow. <laughs> who knows? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hope so. That sounds fun. As long as we get to I mean, go. yeah, it'd be great, but I haven't heard anything. <laughs> Tell us more, CJ. Yeah, please. Uh, MLN, what happened to Champion? I don't know, man. Um, uh, the, the spring game was telling, I think. Um, yeah. Daryl, did you see the Shiloh practice jersey with the number 2-1 on his jersey in his latest video? I did not watch Shiloh's latest video. That's one I need to get up, uh, caught up on. I did not either. I just saw the screenshot of the helmet, which has made the rounds before. Um, not to say they won't wear that, mm-hmm. but that has been kind of one of the concepts that has showed up in the back of videos before. The the matte black helmet, chrome gold Ralphie, chrome gold face mask. Yep. It's sick. Yep. Oh, while dope. we're on the subject of uniforms. Yeah, it was clear that um, Travis and Shador weren't exactly stoked with the gold, black, gold look that was given to them at Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, And Buffs fans are probably going to be butthurt about that. Um, So I just have to say what I've said before. Like it does. It's not about us. Simply not about what looks we like. And to be honest, the gold pants don't match the gold helmets. Right. And so it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Um, so I understand why they would have preferred black pants or, you know, the all white look, but I think the PAC 12 mandated everyone goes with their standard mm. home look. Okay. Um, and we're probably going to get new ones soon anyways. Oh, so. very soon. Uh, what's up Alpine based on the info over the weekend. Do you think the pack is going to come up with a good, uh, media rights deal? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, what else do we got? What's up, Chad? Uh, what do we think about the media deal and are we jumping ship? Uh, I think so. Yes. I mean, there's no, there is no media deal. The, the quote from him about the longer we wait, the better it gets is just insane. The longer you wait, the more everyone is looking for a better place to go. Right. Well, and the longer you wait, the more you kind of scream desperation because... Totally. We're now, I don't know. So these things kind of, like when it comes to realignment stuff, it's about school years, right? So it'd be, if CU were to leave and change conferences, it'd be effective like May. 
or something like that, wouldn't it? I don't know that for sure. But either way, we are we've passed so many deadlines that literally CU may just be forced to kind of make a decision at some point, I think. That's an interesting comment that just popped up. I missed who it was from. Uh, there it is. BG. Pack tweeted CU like it was leaving. Maybe that's why they put him off to the side. It's an interesting comment for sure. I hadn't thought of it that way. Especially, you know, if Rick George was upset or whatever. Like, uh, again, I don't know if any of that was true. Right. But if there's a feeling that CU is going to announce that they're leaving soon, you wouldn't necessarily want to feature them. That is true. And it could also be a piece of the puzzle as to, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's very weird and interesting. Uh, Angela, we know CU media numbers getting ESPN Fox attention, etc. Do you think the SEC and Big Ten notice CU branding power? Definitely. Um, I don't think the SEC is really an option for CU ever. Um, I could be wrong there, but the Big Ten absolutely is. CU is like a perfect fit in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Uh, the biggest problem is that they've been shit at football for a long time. Yeah. If that part turns around, there's absolutely no reason why the Big Ten wouldn't want to add Colorado. Um, real quick before we move on, we got a lot of people watching. I'm sure we have a lot of new subs too so over the weekend. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button. Also, guys, go check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're not able to tune in for the YouTube show, we are right there in your pocket. And we greatly appreciate your five-star review. Yeah. Also, you know, just hit that follow button on the podcast. Yep. Does us a solid. Um, what else do we got? What's up, Wayne? <laughs> Did I take pleasure in making the commission visibly uncomfortable hitting him up about the media deal? Uh, I didn't take pleasure. I saw it as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah, for sure. I mean... Probably won't get a chance to ask that question again. Exactly. Maybe next year, I guess. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought you did a great job. I just. Thanks. I don't know. A lot of people say like, oh, it's like the your duty to ask this. And I respect that. Uh -huh. For me, I'm like, I don't want to ask something that I know I'm not going to get answered. Right. But sometimes a not answer is an interesting answer. And I thought in that case, it was. I just figured I'd ask him the questions that I've gotten so much the last seven months. There you go. Um, Wayne again, did y'all actually go take a look at Merton Hank's celebration dance? And do you agree uh, with him that his is better than Coach Prime's? So I did before we even before we even came on. Um, yeah, well, we were on the show. Yep. And um, he had some moves, man. But no one, no one tops Coach Prime. No. Coach Prime's moves are still being like mimicked today yeah. if you are in if you go play madden right now and you press the celebration button as you're going into the end zone you yep. might get the high step with the ball in the air you might get the little like shimmy um so all of that like that's iconic he just doesn't really have a leg to stand on there. i know um when your celebration is happening 40 yards before you make the end zone and you're still out running people that's pretty damn good. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, who we got? Tyler, what's up, man? Any merit to the report about RG making it? Um, oh, oh, we, we already kind of talked about this. About this. Uh, Tao, the commission knows more than you think, obviously. Why drop bits and pieces publicly? Uh, just to try and 
get people off your back a little bit, I think. I mean, yeah. He's he's pretty lucky, I think, that the Pac-12 is so like high quality in terms of football this year. Amen. And it really is. I don't know. It hadn't hit me until we sat down that this is the best that I've ever seen the Pac-12 top to bottom. Like, obviously, Stanford is predicted to be the worst team in the conference. Yeah. They're still going to be Stanford, in my opinion. Like, right. They're going to get a couple wins here and there. Well, dude, even last year, like the you know middle of the, the pack, I guess, excuse the pun, type of games from this conference were a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Highly competitive. Yes. And now, like, Colorado being ranked 11th is obviously insane in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But if that's insane. your 11th best team, which it's not, even if you think that's your 11th best team, it means that you have some damn good teams. For sure. Uh, camp starts a week from Wednesday, I believe. Wow. This is all happening so fast. I know. The last month has evaporated. We're actually almost here. We really are this time. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Wayne again. When are the Ralphie versus everybody shirts coming with the Travis Hunter 12 coat? They're all the enemies across the back. We got to think. I'm going to spend some time thinking about this. Ralphie versus everyone's kind of good. There's something here about how the whole, other than us, yep. the whole world is rooting against this. Uh huh. We'll figure it Especially out. Especially in this conference. Uh, what's up, Ray? How many players on current roster will you guys redo your previous graphics on last year's performance with the final roster? No, I think we're kind of past all that, just looking ahead now. Yep. Um, but I don't know how many players on the roster. It's a lot now. It's got to be close to 100-ish. There's a lot. Yeah. Cormani said on his IG live today that they have pictures and talk to media tomorrow, and plus they get the numbers today. I wish I could. You know what it is? It's probably all internally. Okay. Like team pictures, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anything, though. Has TCU said who their starter is? I'm betting it's Chandler Morris. But no, they haven't, and they haven't even started practicing yet. So if they no. were to name a starter, it probably wouldn't be until fall camp has begun. Chandler Morris was the guy who started the CU game last year and then eventually got benched for Max Duggan. Because they were only up 7-3 at half yep. on a punt return. <laughs> it is wild, though, that he started that game last year. Looking back in hindsight, Max Duggan played a lot of football before it, even last year. He was in New York at the end of the season. I know. It's insane. Crazy, man. It's a bad look for Sonny Dykes, to be honest. Really is. Um, Maddie, what position battle do you think is the most important to watch? Great question. Running back? I was going to say just which five on the offensive line. Okay, yep. That's probably more important. But what do you think? (sighs) Safety. Safety is going to be a lot I'm, of fun I guess I'm saying the ones that are most intriguing to me. Right. Running back and safety, like, that's just a battle. Obviously, all, a lot of those guys are going to get on the field, but I want to see who gets named on that depth chart yep. if they decide to do that. I mean, honestly, every position. <laughs> wide rec- who's going to start at wide receiver? Who's going to be your starting edges? Who's going to start at middle linebacker? Um, is Cormani going to make it for week one to start? Lots of stuff. Very interesting. All right. Uh, Caleb said something for. Double checking. I don't have an email. Yeah. So. (laughs) It's got to be something else. 
I'll tweet something out if I hear it. But um, we've got some more content coming out from Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, there'll be more videos out today. There will be another uh, coach. Can we just say who it is? On yeah. Tomorrow? We'll have Lincoln Riley's interview on the show tomorrow. And that'll kind of put a bow on it. It's been a fun last few days. It has been. It's been great. Um, your guys' response has been amazing. Yeah. Everyone who has been tuning in, whether it's new new viewers or longtime viewers, um, just appreciate all the love. It's been, uh, it's been a hell of a few days and uh, just getting started. Yeah, man. The love and support has been outstanding. It just makes me so excited for this season. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.